0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe.
0: What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Friday episode of the show. They are laughing uncontrollably at me right now, and I have no idea why. But we are brought to you by Bet Online, which is your number one spot for all of the sports betting action. And look, football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds totals, player performance props to where the next coach is getting fired. And they're going to land Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website. You can also use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online has hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, even Olympic coverage. It is the best in the business, and they even have those Vegas casino games. So, head on over. It is truly your number one online wagering destination. Bet online is where the game starts. Kyle,
2: happy Friday to you. What was so funny? Uh, no comment. Yeah, no, we can't. We, a little no.
1: pre so, show incident as we were kicking off here. That's all. Just going to
2: make my editing job a little bit harder today. But there are some pre show shenanigans that Kyle normally does. And he tries to beat the the intro that Joe does. And he did not today. So, I'm going to have to do a little bit of extra editing. Uh, on some stuff but it's okay just, no one's gonna hear it you we'll talk about it how did i miss it i, I don't know you were so you were so the show in watts you know you were just in the middle of it and
1: it just yeah you were in your inhale for <sighs> what like yeah it so it, it was just perfect timing just perfect timing i did put it at that but i'm excited we have takes on takes back today like permanent fixture in the rotation takes on takes on fridays from now on and um Chris, if you had to put a ballpark on the number of takes that you got. I, have it, I think I have 25 takes here. Oh, boy. Wow. And I, yeah. I had gotten separately like 10 tweeted
2: at me. Oh, no, no. Your, the ones that got tweeted at you, in the thing. If they responded to your tweet about takes on takes, it's on my okay. list. If they responded to Joe's tweet, it's in here. If they tweet you guys separately, I can't see those. But if they responded to your takes on takes tweets, I've got them. They are
1: on this list. People, it, people in the DMs, people tweeting at me, I got them all. So we had over, let's just call it over 30. Sure. Over 30 takes, because I know for a fact I had some that were tweeted at me separately. Okay. So we're not going to cover 30 takes. That's not going to happen. We're not going to cover 25. No. But we're going to do our darndest to cover as many of these things as possible and celebrate the return of takes on takes. Chris, my big question for you before we get started, because obviously you are the take master. Mm Mm-hmm what number episode of takes on
2: takes is this? <laughs> so that would require me to understand where we ended takes on takes on the YouTube format. So I do not have an answer for you right now. because uh, do, do, do we want to call it takes on takes version 2.0 episode one? Is that how we want to delineate this moving forward? Cause we could do that. It's a mouthful, but
0: mm. I don't hate it. I like celebrating the legacy, right? We've have hundreds of these episodes. I'm not ready to start back over.
2: Okay, then we'll just continue right where we left off. Yeah, and and, and again, is, uh, all your eyes take the... episode
1: two be determined.
2: Okay, the first take, uh, it, not a take that anyone sent me. I just want to get your guys' thoughts really quick. Uh, take the college football playoff committee is the worst institution in all of sports mm. because they announced today that they are not doing expansion until two thousand and twenty six. They are going to wait for the initial twelve year deal to expire before they entertain expansion. So, just your quick thoughts before we get into actual
1: takes. So this is the only higher level authority figure within college football to honor a contract. Is that correct? Wow. Ooh. Wow. Very good. Ooh. Very
0: good. <laughs> Very good. I like that. You know where I stand on this, Chris, and we talked about it right after the playoffs this year, where once again they weren't competitive. Do we need more? Do we really need to did we need to have Utah and Pittsburgh in the in the friggin' tournament last year? No. Four teams is plenty. I stand by it.
2: Okay, so now we will get into takes. Now, guys, there are a lot of draft takes, but some some football takes as well, some just straight-up NFL takes. Is there a direction you'd like me to start? I know I am the take master, but it's your guys' show, so I figured I'd ask you guys first if there's a direction you want me to go. I
0: don't know what's in the bullpen, so (laughs) whatever you think is the most interesting stuff, let's get to that.
2: Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with, I I think it is Kyle's favorite draft-related game that you can play when it comes to draft season. And I got this take this morning. This person got it in at the buzzer, buzzer. but it's a good one. This one from Chad Prince. I'd rather Boye Mafé in the second round than David Ojabo or George Karloftis in the first round.
1: I think I'm... That's very different players as far as Karloftis and the other two. Um, Ojabo and Mafe are both long, explosive. mafe has got a little bit better build, but he's shown nowhere near the the prowess as a rusher. But then he went to the senior bowl and killed it down there with his one-on-ones. I can get behind this if you tell me what player you're taking instead. Like what high level player in another spot are you gonna take instead of one of the rushers? So, so this Mafe's is a Jets are t- a ton of untapped potential. This feels like a Jets or a Giants related
2: yeah, thing, right? Because so there's too. some of the landing spots for and I don't know if this person is a Jets or a Giants fan, but when we talk about Karloftis and Ojabo, we talk about the Giants at seven, the Jets at ten, we talk about that range, and they would be interested in a potential boy Mafia in the second round. So to your question, Kyle, who would they take at seven or ten instead?
1: I mean if you're getting Kyle Hamilton and Boye Mafe. Yeah, okay. It's a little yeah, that'll work. To go that's, with that's...
0: whatever tackle you get between Iquanu and Neil. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's the one you I want. You can get
1: pretty pretty excited about that potential. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Joe, I have one quick clerical note before Chris goes to the next take. All right. We've called Chris the take master. Yeah. Right? Uh Chris, I know you're familiar with the Marvel movies, but Joe, you are not. Oh, this is going to be a great moment here for me. <laughs> there is a well, no, I'm just letting you know. There's a character called Taskmaster, right? So there's like a parallel, right? You're Chris, you're familiar with the Taskmaster, the the, the wrestling Taskmaster. Well, no, no, it was the primary villain in the the Black Widow movie. Okay. We have our own. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Chris is going to be our version of the Taskmaster as I a mask on that picture, but that's very good. And Chris is the take master instead of the Taskmaster. Can so. you post that on Twitter after the show gets dropped? today? Yes, I, I will. I will reply to whatever TDM podcast puts it out or whatever. I'll,
0: I've looked I'll up look the Taskmaster it. and I, Master and I like
1: yeah,
2: it. You got the mask on the mind.
1: That's yeah, good. I did.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm in on this. Cool. All
2: right. I'm going to combine two takes here, gentlemen, because they're about the same team. This one from Bobby Scoops on Twitter. Bobby, will have, my guy. Packers will have three first round picks in 2022. And then the Kingslayer said Jordan Love will be a top 13 quarterback in a couple mm. of years. No.
0: So my guy's obviously counting on a, an Aaron Rodgers
2: trade. Which is why I incorporated the Jordan yeah. Love take as well here.
1: But Where is he getting traded that gives Green Bay three first round picks? Maybe it's a Devontae Adams
0: piece as well, where it's a tag and trade situation. So that's how they acquire two more. I, I, as I stated yesterday in our quarterback landscape predictive show, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. And I don't have any like sources behind that. I just feel like the messaging from both parties and, Aaron Rodgers breaking up with his fiance. I don't know. I feel like it's as uh, as clear as ever that there's a chance that he can stick around. And I think there's um, a conversation to be had about where Aaron can go that's going to give him his best chance to get to the Super Bowl and win it. And I don't think going to the AFC is going to be his best course. I think it's sticking to the NFC with that field – and uh, trying to win another Super Bowl, which I'm sure is at the top of his mind. So, because I don't think Aaron Rodgers gets traded, and I'm surely ready to eat crow on that if I have to, I think I'm out on this take. I'm also out on this take.
2: P Martz says, Troy Anderson can be used as a Taysom Hill clone. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: You you think so?
1: Taysom Hill clone.
0: Yeah. So yes, I do think so. Troy, Troy, Troy Anderson, linebacker from Montana state, for those unfamiliar, this guy was like all conference at quarterback, all conference at running back. And then this past year he was the defensive player of the year for the big sky conference. Right. I mean, this guy is the most versatile football player in this draft and one of the most versatile football players I've ever had a chance to evaluate. And He's not a perfect projection to any spot. I like him best at linebacker because he's like 6'3", 240. He's got crazy good speed, and he's a good tackler. Now, the processing stuff is a work in progress, but I like his foundation of traits, and I think you can use that skill set At you know, until he just proves himself that he's going to be a high-level linebacker. Until that happens, I think you use him however you can, which includes situationally on defense, special teams, And heck, yeah, let's let him do things offensively that creates creative packages that are difficult to defend. So, yeah, I'm in on this. I like this take.
1: As long as you don't ask him to play quarterback, I can be in on this take. (laughs)
0: Like a a regular quarterback.
1: Right. Taysom Hill has 260 or 250, 255 pass attempts over the last two years. That's about 240 too many. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, if you want to use him as a a multi-tool gadget player and, like, He's going to take four guys spot on the active roster because he can be a guy who's the up back on special teams yeah. and he can, you know, play on kick coverages, but then he can also be a linebacker and he can be a, a fullback lead power or, or a wildcat option for short yardage and get under center and run QB. Like you want to do all those things. Great. But don't ask him to play quarterback. And that's what I always get scared about. Cause like, New Orleans told us for three years this was the second coming of of Steve Young, right? He's just, oh, I, man, he's going to be a high-level quarterback. We're going to pay him a bunch of money. Yeah, we were lied to. So nobody, whoever takes Troy Anderson, don't lie to us. Please don't lie to us. We don't like being lied to. Have some integrity as far as what the player is. Don't make him a quarterback. And if you do that, then yes, I can get behind this. I'm doing another combo take here from two different people
2: because I love it when we do these takes on takes and people are on opposite ends of the spectrum and they they just just by happenstance. Tim Rudge says, Kenneth Walker is the best pure rusher, excluding receiving and pass protection in the last two draft classes, so 2021 and 2022. And then Tell hit me with, Kenneth Walker is being severely overvalued, not overrated. He is just Jordan Howard, but can't catch checkdowns. It's going to be a Kyle question here. Give it to me one more time. So, Tim Rudge says Kenneth Walker, the best pure rusher, excluding receiving and pass protection in the last two draft classes, 21 and 22. Tell says Kenneth Walker being severely overvalued, not overrated. He is just Jordan Howard, but can't catch checkdowns. Well, he's, he's much more
1: dynamic, in my opinion, than Jordan Howard. Um, as far as the best pure runner over the last two seasons, I think from a rushing skill set, I do think he's the best runner in this year's class. Last year's class featured Najee, ETN. I think there's a couple of backs from last year's class that I would probably covet as a runner over Kenneth Walker. But I do think Kenneth from a just rushing the football standpoint is top of the top this year. And I wouldn't put him on passing downs at all right now. So
0: That makes him so complicated, doesn't it?
1: Correct, yes. God, I hate that. Like, I'm probably, I've already decided, like, I'm probably going to end up with Isaiah Spiller as RB1 because he gives you more all around.
0: What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a, sn- a slow connection either. And plans they are pretty cheap. They start at just under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com/believe or use the code believe that's b l e a v to get up to 70% off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's also risk free with nord's 30 day
2: money back guarantee this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check them out at betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. We get annual checkups and go to the gym to maintain physical wellness and prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly to avoid a giant mess of a house. Going to therapy is like all of those. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you, it means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Draft Network. Draft Dudes listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash draftdudes. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com. Slash Draft Dudes, Jonathan Mason says Jelani Woods might be tight end one. Oh man, I no
0: no I and I and that's I, I like we Jelani like Jelani. Woods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, tight end from Virginia started his career at Oklahoma State, caught like twenty passes across three seasons. Was mostly a blocker. He actually came to Oklahoma State to play quarterback, and he made that tight end transition. Uh, when he should have, right? Like Logan Thomas and uh, Tyree Jackson, these guys, they waited a little bit too long. Now it worked out for Logan Thomas, but I'm happy that Jelani did what he did, went to Virginia and had a great season, one of the best tight end seasons in program history. And that's a, uh, that's a school that had Heath Miller, you know, play for them. And he, he had a great year and he's long and he's got some ball skills and he's massive, but this is a really good tight end year. And I'm not sure I'm comfortable putting him close to one. I think he's a really intriguing middle round prospect that has a high ceiling, but there's also there's also concerns about how he stacks up with the rest of the class, and that's why I can't I can't put him close to tight end
2: one.
1: Chris. Yes, I have sir. a take I have a take for Joe. Please go right ahead. Joseph, how are you? I'm well. My take is the best pro edge defender from Penn State this year wears <laughs> number forty.
0: Man, that's um, that's good. That's good. That's, good. that's Jesse Laketta. Um, is versus Abic- Ar-
1: versus Arnold Locketta.
0: He's seventeen. Yes. And I just watched a ton of Penn State defense because I cross-checked Jaquan Brisker, and so I watched several and, games and of the defense. The, and you watched two Ohio State watched, kids, yeah. so you got
1: the the full. Yeah. full experience. experience. I mean, very different players.
0: Yeah, totally different players. Lucetta, Lucchetta is a a guy that I just think is going to find his way on the field, right? Like I think he could play base end on, on rundowns. I think you can ask him to shoot gaps. I mean, he's got a ton of power and I think there's a ceiling there as a pass rusher that has not been fully tapped into and I'm excited about that at the next level where Ketty, I mean I like some of the speed i like his his pat he's a more refined pass rusher right now but he's a limited he's a limited player if you if you force me to to pick one to have on my team I'd rather have Luketta
1: it's exactly what I was hoping and it's that this this plays really well into the nuance of draft evaluation right I think there's no question Eva Cady is a more impactful player at Penn State. Yeah. Um, he's got a better pass rush palette right now. But Lucetta, 260 pounds, played on the end for the first time this past year. And you saw that power big time. Destroyed and, Auburn, destroyed. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you, showcased himself well against a lot of teams that they, <laughs> they played this year. Um, Wait till you get to the Wisconsin game and they haven't played Mike linebacker for the last five minutes because Brooks Ellis Brooks gets ejected from the football game. Like he's he's something, and you know we're we're playing this this player or this player later in the draft type thing. You can get Lucetta probably round round and a half later than Eba Katie based on kind of the the appetite of each player right now, and I'd rather have Lucetta. Eight. Go ahead, Joe.
0: No, I was gonna say he he. I think he, he, he can do a lot of those Lorenzo
2: Alexander things. And that intrigues me a lot. Beautiful. I've got three offensive line-related takes. I'll hit you with them each separately. Ooh. This one from Josh Lynch. In some run-heavy schemes, Trevor Penning is OT2 behind Ikem Ekwanu.
0: Evan Neal's a good run blocker, too, right? Like...
1: Yeah, but he's not saying just as a run blocker. He's saying in some run-heavy schemes, you would rather have Penning than Neal. I'm not sure I agree with it, but I, yeah. I think that's the spirit of his question. I
0: don't think it's crazy, and I think there's something to be said. Like, Neal, in terms of contact balance, I, I think has some some room to grow as a run blocker, and I, I we're all high on Penning for kicking ass at the Senior Bowl, and, and certainly he did on tape. I don't hate it. I don't think it's that. I mean, there's a good chance Evan Neal's the number one pick in the draft, right? Like he's pretty high odds to beat. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's all said and done, like taking away the way that it's actually going to unfold, is there a a path where Penning could be a better pro than Evan Neal? I don't think that's crazy. Put him in Baltimore. Right. What are they, 15 or something like that? 14.
1: 14. 14. I can, I I can
2: sure. see that path. I'm trying to look up for you guys. Uh, Evan Neal, according to our friends over at Bet Online, plus 185 to be the first overall pick, second best odds behind Aiden Hutchinson. I put money on that this week, by the way. Very good. With our friends over at Bet Online, of course. Of course, yeah. Vontell has tweeted this at us for three straight weeks now. So I'm going to get this taken on the show so he's happy. There's a I'm, solid.
1: I'm t- only answering this if he leaves Dre Harris alone.
2: Has <laughs> he been tweeting this at Dre too?
1: No, but he was oh. dogging Dre for his Cardinal 7 round yesterday. So Boo, Montel. Boo, Montel. We're, we're letting you know. Let, <laughs> let, let my man
2: live. Yeah, or I'll put you uh, Listen, as the take master, I'll ban you from takes on takes for like a month, Okay? There's a solid chance Zion Johnson gets drafted before Kenyon Green.
1: So they're both very positional, diverse, right? As far as spots they can fill. Joe, you've seen Zion for several seasons now. Would you rather? And we we just cross check Kenyon Green. Who would you rather have playing tackle if you oh, had to wow. in a in a pinch? Right, because that's the spirit of this question that I want to get down to and yeah. kind of boil down like the guy who can truly fill more spots if you yeah. had to. Never mind what his ideal spot is.
0: Well, I I think I'd rather have Kenyon Green in a pinch, but where. Zion has a, a case to be made as is, is the centerpiece of this, right? Yeah. Like I'm not ne, neither one of them's played center in a game, but at least we saw Zion do it at the senior bowl. I want both these guys at guard.
1: Yeah. So that, that's I would imagine both of their fixtures is at guard, but part of both of their selling points is versatility.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're going to be closely graded players for me. You know, I, I'm probably for you as well. I just don't. I don't know if there's a big enough gap between these two players to think it's overly spicy that either one could be the first one drafted.
1: I think it'll probably come down to interviews and if somebody makes a strong impression versus the other guy.
0: What's more important, the guy that can get you out of a game at center or a guy that can get you out of a game at left tackle? It's kind of close, right?
1: Well... I feel like the center position might have more value because everybody's going to carry, like not everybody carries a lot of depth at center, right? You're always going to have more than two tackles on the roster. Mm -hmm. And you're usually going to have a primary swing tackle regardless. Do you have a primary, are you going to waste a roster spot on a pure backup center? Nope. Or if you got a a guard who can snap, that's your backup center.
0: There, there is no such thing in the NFL as a backup center only. That, that's not a thing.
1: Right. You, you, so you don't think, make any
0: money being that guy.
1: I think the interior value is, is higher.
2: Yeah. Michael Christopher says, Tyler Linderbaum will drop out of the first round because when teams see his size in person, he will only be scheme specific for some teams and they won't have him on their board. And I bring this take up because you guys just cross-checked him yeah. and this conversation came up.
1: Well, I, I think teams are going to have seen Tyler already, right? Like just scouts on the road that are scouting these schools. So I don't think it's you're going to necessarily get sticker shock when you see him at the combine because you've been to Iowa or you've been to schools that Iowa's played and you've had a <laughs> chance to, to watch him. So I don't know that that piece of the puzzle is going to cause a dramatic shift, but I think the outside perception on Tyler Linderbaum is probably not correlating fully to the inside-the-league perception on Tyler Linderbaum, in which he's always been viewed as probably a scheme-specific type player.
0: Yep. Um, to kind of just take that a step further, we've we recently had this conversation, and there, there's a lot weighing in on, pun intended, the weigh-in, um, because like wow. you said, Kyle, the league fully is fully aware, <clears throat> excuse me, of this man's size, but we need to know for sure, right? As we finalize our opinions of this class. And if he's 285, that's a big difference compared to if he shows in at 305 and how he tests at 305 if he does show up at that weight. And that's going to move the needle a lot in terms of how we can realistically project him in the draft. But if he winds up being like a 290 pound center, The landing spots are pretty slim. You only have probably two or three that makes a lot of sense. And so when you present this hypothetical with the knowledge that he might be 290 pounds or 285 pounds, yeah, I think there's a reasonable chance that he falls out of the first round. Remember, Creed Humphrey was like the 63rd pick in the draft. Or 62nd, whatever he was. And I mean, tell me Creed's not one of the better center prospects we've watched in a while. I mean, that's fully within the realm of possibilities.
2: You guys want some spicy quarterback takes to close the show today? Uh, Must have came from Keith Sanchez. Spice Sanchez, is that? No, this one from Jared Feinberg. Okay. Okay. Sam Howell is QB1 of the 2022 draft class and should be in contention to be the first quarterback off
1: the board. Well, if he's QB1, then that would mean he would be in consideration to be the top QB off the board. Um I've not cross checked Sam yet, so I would defer to Joe at this point yeah. in the process for us.
0: Sam's a likable prospect, but I don't I don't know that I'll have him. I don't know if he'll be in my top two quarterbacks. Maybe he's in contention for QB three for me. But I, that's the thing about this year's quarterback class. I think you're going to see a lot of variance in how people stack him up.
2: Well, Joe, thank you for saying that because Tell had another take about quarterbacks that I think ties into this. I wasn't going to go to this one, but you brought it up. This year's QB class is just as bad as 2013, and the QBs are being drastically overvalued because people desperately want a first-round worthy player. It's probably true. Um, yes. I might
0: like this class better than 2013. What's that? EJ Emanuel, Geno Smith, Ryan Nassib, Landry Jones, that group, right? Mike Glennon.
2: Yeah, this group, I think, is better.
0: I like this group better than that, but I think the spirit of what he's trying to communicate is true, and I think we'll see I think we'll see three of these guys go in the first round.
2: Dylan says on Twitter, Kyle Trask is as good as any of the quarterbacks in this class.
0: All the way out. No. All the way out on that. Not at all. It's no I way. Just,
2: I just present the take, you guys. Yeah,
0: no, it's not – you don't have to, to wear, to wear <laughs> okay. this, Chris, but I my, can't. I
1: didn't,
2: it's not my take. Dylan.
0: I think he him. might be like QB six this year, to be honest with you.
1: He's fr- he's firmly in the pack of like zappy. No, he's better than Bailey Zappy. Come on.
0: That's why I have him QB six. I like all I like Corral, Ritter, Howell, Willis and Pickett all more than Kyle Trask.
2: Speaking of Mac Carson Strong. Dude's there we go. Mac now Carrell. we're talking on the YouTube page. You can see that cheap plug. Go ahead, Chris. I was just giving a cheap plug for the interview that you guys did. That's okay. I'm just trying to promote. Oh, promote. great! Yeah, I'm just trying to promote yeah. the guys. That's fine. That's all right. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. I got a Traylon Burks take for you. This one from SG. Traylon Burks will end up being the first wide receiver drafted. The NFL is a copycat league, and teams will draw similarities between what Burks can do and what Debo Samuel does. And he puts in parentheses, "Not fair to Burks."
1: It's not fair to Burks. I think this is a very reasonable take. To be honest with you, it is a reasonable take, but we we should not do this we shouldn't stop, but look, i think everything's looking for accurate. player x 2.0 because it's the fastest way to if you're starting with the end in mind then you are primed for disappointment right you you, you got to bring a player in be honest about what he can do once he's in your building and then craft the role they'll be like oh i want the next yeah. debo so this guy's 6'3 and 220 pounds and he runs a 4'4 so he's the next debo well, you're going to be disappointed. Don't do that to him.
0: That's just not how this works, right? Like you get a player, you assess their skill set, and you build ways for them to be successful. It's not like you draft a player. We got to have Debo Samuel. You're going to do these things. That's, that's just not how this works.
1: Well, and let's be fair to Chris. Who, who submitted this take? Uh, this was SG. So SG, we're not, we're not upset with you. Right. Right. Because you're you're right. It is a copycat league. And this is a trend you see all the time. But this is the best way to put a a player on a pedestal that's not realistic or honest as far as what they are as a player. And then it's like, oh, well, we overdrafted him. Well, it's like, no, maybe you didn't necessarily overdrafted him, but you're asking him to do things that aren't tailored to his skill set because you picked a. You didn't customize the suit for him you picked a suit off the rack that had certain measurements Mm. and said, yeah, we'll fill that out. Go, go to the gym and change your body composition so that you can fill out this suit off the rack instead of getting in here. And then we're going to tailor your suit. What a great analogy. That was, that was,
0: he's been on fire with him this year. That was fantastic. That will will be, that
2: will be the social clip for the day. That will be the social clip for the day. Uh,
0: Caption. Who are we talking about? (laughs)
2: Can, can I ask you guys a, 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 um, a rules question on takes on takes. Yes. To close the show. Yes. So Chaz DM'd me and he had four takes on takes and it's somebody else's take. Is he trying to rat oh, somebody out? Like, oh, I don't want, I a don't want to, take. Yeah. We have cattle. Right, do we, is this, do we play in this sandbox? Oh, this we, this we sure, we do. Do? Okay, <laughs> we sure do. We sure yeah, well, we'll we do. We'll are. close the that. show with this then. So Chaz sent me a take four takes on takes from Santori miles. Ryan Jensen is not much of an improvement over Trey Hopkins. There you go. Close the show. no,
1: That's just factually incorrect.
0: Yeah, Ryan Jensen's a superior player than Trey Hopkins.
1: Ryan Jensen is a top blank center in the NFL. Five.
2: I was going to say three, but okay. Sure, three.
1: I think I would go with three as well. I think Rodney Hudson's
2: in that conversation, even though he had a bad second half of the season.
1: So the, the other player in question here is Trey Hopkins.
2: Yes. Now, Santori Miles had a tweet thread in which he compared statistics from Hopkins and Jensen for this past season, so... In pass protection, I'll share my screen with you so you guys can see these. Soon, soon, the everyone will be in on the bit here. But there you go. That's what they. That's what Santori has presented. That's his cool. evidence. Now,
1: now, now, do 2020. Trey Hopkins in 2020 played center, 938 snaps, graded out modestly well. The year before that, he played 1,097 snaps, gave up four sacks that year, 27 pressures. <laughs> da, da, da. Uh, let, me just, let me just bring up Ryan Jensen just for, for S's and gigs, right? That way, Chris, you don't have to don't have to make any edits here said for S's and gigs. I mean, I don't edit it anyway. I just slap the explicit tag on it and just call it a day. Um, sure, I appreciate that. Yeah, Jensen's been graded out as the better player for three years. According to our friends, our friends over at Pro Football Focus. No, we'd have to do the film study because taped online, but... Maybe that's something for the offseason we can do. Little oh, player battles on tape? Yeah, do a little tape breakdown on two guys, come back, hold them up against each other, write it down. Let's put in the offseason program. Uh, that's going to do it for us today on Takes on Takes. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, we thank you guys for tuning in. We thank our friends over Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Make sure you head over, get all the tips you need for all of your weekend bets across all the sports. Make the most of it. Make the most of your weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
1: on YouTube.